All right, let's get to Bill. Bill Simmons joins us now. Uh, you know, he hasn't been able to show his face anywhere in the last week. I know it's been a tough week for him, so he wanted to come back. And Bill, welcome. How are you? You know, I now I know how the Falcons felt after last year's Super Bowl. No, you it, never had a lead, though. That's the only difference. You never. Had well, a lead. that's the thing. It, yeah. Well, maybe now I know how like uh, the Panthers felt <laughs> yeah. after the Broncos Super Bowl. Yes. You kind of wander around the next. You wander around the next morning. <laughs> you, your family doesn't want to look at you. It's tough. It's zero and three versus three now. You laid the smackdown. Uh, you know what? It's nice of you to come back for another week. First, uh, before we get to the pick segment. Uh, here yeah. we are, and the Red Sox have not stumbled even one iota as the Yankees play well, win series, win games, and every day they look up. And a couple times last week, the Yankees were well in front. They look up, the Red Sox are trailing, and then the Red Sox come back, and the Red Sox win it in overtime, and they win it in extra innings, and they come back and do it again. And here we are with 10 games left. Your thoughts on the, uh, the thoughts on where the Red Sox are in relation, not just to the Yankees, in relation to the American League playoffs. So, as I, as I told you last week, they don't really have a game two or a game three starter that I trust. Great number one starter, great closer. Don't have that Ortiz bat that I would just bet my life on down one run in the eighth inning, two outs, two on, like that kind of a bat. But the one thing that's encouraging, that there, there's a real resiliency in extra innings, which now the sabermetric guys might say extra innings is, would be totally random or partially random, or maybe if you play it over 200 games, it evens out. I don't know. All I know is this team in close games, tight games, high-pressure games, as the games drag on, for some reason they've been able to pull those out. I they think sure have a lot of three, them. A lot of them. 14 yeah. and 3 in extra innings, right. and I think they played – They've played way more extra inning games than I can ever remember a Red Sox team playing. I think they've had four games that have gone 15 innings or more. Yep. And that, that's kind of what the playoffs are like. When you play those games and it's like the 12th inning and it slows down, there's a lot of pitching changes, and that's kind of the rhythm of a playoff game. So from that standpoint, I think it's good for them. I think conversely, the Yankees, I, I mean, those are kind of the worst games for them. You look it, at their run differential, they're like plus, what are they, plus 180, yep. plus 190 for the season, and yet they keep blowing these close games. Well, so. you know, it's funny. The one night that I remember that recently that really stood out was the Yankees were, Red Sox were down two runs in Toronto, and the Yankees were one out away, and Machado hit a two-run home off Patances and lost, the Yankees lost by a run, and the Red Sox came back and tied it up and won that night, and the Yankees could have left, got on, could have been one game back, and instead they were still three games back, and you uh, you looked at, I mean, they were still a couple games back, and the bottom line is uh, they haven't been able to do that, and there's so many nights where the Yanks have a big lead and the Red Sox are losing, and they look up yeah. and the Red Sox keep coming back, and, and I think now it's become a wearying chase, and the Yankees really, I mean, I just had Joe Girardi on, and he's like, we don't want to play this one game, because they got beaten this game recently with Keuchel, and, but they're not going to face that kind of pitcher this time. There's going to be a lot, it's a funny thing for the Yankees, the Yanks are clearly playing with house money this year, nobody expected them in the playoffs, but the way this year is now gone, they are a lock to play in the wild card game, they're a lock to host the wild card game, and they're going to play a team that's going to be grossly inferior, whether it's Minnesota, a bad Texas Ranger team, 
or even the Angels if they ever get in there. And they're going to have to win that one game. Then after that, they're back to house money again. Now, you don't have to beat the Indians, or they don't have to beat anybody else. So it's kind of tricky, but they have to win that one game, which is hard to do, although Severino has pitched really well. So they probably can beat somebody up that they'll face you know, if they get lucky enough to get a pitcher they can pound on uh, in that game. But they do need to win that game. Would you spend Severino in the wild card? Oh, they are. No, they, clearly inferior Absolutely. Team? Absolutely. They, they have, I've always wondered yes. about the logic of that. They, they have to win the wild card round. game. I know, but if you have to win four rounds. Right. But then, you see, the way they're looking at it is this year. They've got – I can understand what you're saying. But their year is – they didn't expect to be here this year. They have got to get through that wild card game. They lost that game with Keuchel came yeah. and shut them yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. They need to get through that game, and then whatever happens, happens. But they're going to pitch Severino absolutely in that game. Absolutely. I, it, it feels like Indians, Yankees, and Astros, Red Sox. It does, and that's going to be a lot of fun. It really is. Um, yeah. I don't uh, think the Astros. I, I'm still not that impressed. No, no, I think the Red Sox can sure clearly win. I, I think it's going to be hard for the Yankees to beat the Indians, but I do think the I do think the Red Sox can beat the Astros. Matter of fact, I I kind of think they will beat the Astros. I, I think they what will. Is, no Pete Rose though this year. They yanked him, and but, rightfully so. But uh, I kind of liked I, that it. Had become that had become the best, my favorite studio show, other than the Barkley. Show. You know, watching him. See, I think Barkley's too contrived, and I think they just let him say whatever he wants, and they all react like it's one in wonderment whatever he answers, whatever he says. Uh, so I, I'm not in love with that anymore, and I don't like it since Shaq's there anyway. But the uh, the uh, great thing about it was watching A Rod and Rose because you never knew what uh, what Rose was going to say, and watching those guys, especially A Rod, react to him was hilarious because you just never yeah. knew what Pete was going to say. You just had no idea what he was going to say. And there was that one, I forget which playoff game, where there was the rain delay for like 35 minutes, and it almost seemed like Pete Rose didn't know he was on TV. I'm sure he and didn't. Just so the dynamic of all of it, I think A Rod's really good. He's, He's very good. Guy. He's fa- you know, surprisingly the, the good. Big, the big revelation this year, I don't think we talked about this last time, was how incredible Romo is. Romo did the Patriots game last week. And, you know, he, he was calling out plays. He's making jokes and just kind of teaching me what's happening. And there's this one play where Brady just threw this inexplicable gra- jump ball. In yeah, and he knew there was 12 like guys the on the field, yeah. Romo's is like, there's no explanation. It had to be 12 men on the yeah, field. Yeah, and he was right. Sure enough, it was, but... I'm so used to announcers not telling me ahead of time why there was a reason for something to happen, and to hear him just pick it out, it's, it's kind of eye-opening. It makes you think, like, you know, I, I don't know why more people can Well, you know, we talked about Romo after game one, and what I said was that Romo was going to revolutionize the business because he yeah. has now changed the way, for the first time in so long, how analysts do the games. He is yeah. he is completely changing how they do it. Hank Stram did that a little bit in the old days. He used to say to, used to, say to Jack Buck, they're going to run right, they're going to run right, because uh, he knew the formation, and they would run right. But he has taken it now to a complete level. Oh, watch 16, he's getting the ball on this play. Boom, 16 gets the ball yeah. on the play. So, and I, yeah, I and, and he's doing a great job of that. He really and, and he's got a very good personality where he's very comfortable already, very comfortable in just two weeks. Early Madden. You know, you especially you go yes. to the 80s with him and Summerall was probably my favorite team. And I think Collinsworth, when he first came on, when people weren't sure whether he was a studio guy, and then all of a sudden he started doing games. 
and he's terrific, and he'll point stuff out. Like even yesterday, he's he's catching stuff as the play happened before they even get to the replay. It's like I want you to watch Cooper Cup right here. Watch this move he makes off the line. Like those, that's just like a rare talent to be able to watch a game live, but then pick out the things that you talk about twenty seconds later. Romo is the. He might be the best that we've ever he's had. He's going to be. He's going to be. Not only that, he's going to be groundbreaking. He's going to be. He's going to revolutionize the way these guys do it, which is something that hasn't happened in a long time.